0: satanism satanism as a course as a course and uh naturally because they said well if you're gonna bring religions back to the school because i believe Virginia then you declared that they can bring the bibles and teach the about the bible again in schools and so the the Satanists popped up and said hey we're gonna start teaching about the devil as well and so naturally we see the real warfare amen and so uh we continue to pray for you today that again they will come to know the lord Amen. And serve God, give them the principles that they need. That's why children's church is so important, to teach the youth, amen, about Christ and, and the Savior of the world. And so truly, 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 we want to continue to lift them up. Pray over them before they go to school. Pray over them at night when they lay down. Pray over them throughout the day. Grandchildren, children, nieces, nephews, whoever they may be. Amen. Pray for our youth today. Amen. Truly, we serve a God say, but to save the youth. Amen. So, you able to save the youth, and so we believe in God for great things. i want to come out of the book of Genesis again this morning. The book of Genesis, chapter 35, I'll, I'll start there and then we'll jump over to the Gospels as well. The Gospels as well. Genesis 35, we'll pull up here. Uh, if she can get it up there from him, uh, if you got it, all right. I'm going to go to verse 1. The Bible says, And God said unto Jacob, Arise and go to Bethel, and dwell there, and make there an altar unto God, and that appeared unto thee when thou fleddest from the face of Esau thy brother. And when Jacob said unto his household, and to all that were with him, Put away the strange gods which, that are among you, and be clean, and, and change your garments. And in verse 3 it says, Let us arise and go to, up to Bethel, he said, and I will make there an altar unto God. And, and, and who uh, answered me in the day of my distress and was with me, he says, in the way which I went. And they gave unto Jacob all the strange gods which were in their hand and all their rings which were in their ears. And, and Jacob hid them under an oak which is by Shechem. The Bible says in five, he says, and they journeyed and the terror of the Lord was upon the cities that were round about them and they did not pursue after the sons of Jacob. So Jacob came to Luz. The Bible says, which is at the land of Canaan that is in Bethel. He says, and he and all the people that were with him. And he built there an altar and called the place El Bethel because there God appeared unto him when he fled from the face of, of his brother he fled from the face of his brother I want to jump down to verse uh, let's go to verse 19 here this morning verse 19 we'll look at here from the word of God the Bible says and Rachel died what no let's go to verse 18 excuse me verse 18 19 the Bible says it came to pass that as her soul departed for she died and 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 she called his name Benoah but his father's name but his father called him Benjamin, excuse me. And Rachel died and was buried in the way to uh, Ephraim, which is Bethlehem, which is Bethlehem. All right, I'm gonna make it all make sense to you in a minute. Let's jump over to also the book of Matthew as well. The book of Matthew with me this morning. The book of Matthew chapter two. And I'll jump down a little further. Verse 11, the Bible says that when they came uh, to the house They saw the child was with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when he had opened their treasures, they uh, presented unto him gifts and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not uh, return to Herod, they departed unto their own country another way. And when they departed, uh, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise and take the child, he says, and his mother, and, and flee to Egypt. And be with, uh, be there, and I will bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. And when he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night, and they departed to Egypt. This is where Jesus went into Egypt as a child. The Bible says, and, and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which spoken by the Lord, by the prophet, saying, out of Egypt I have I called my son. That was the fulfillment of that prophecy. Number 16, he went on and says, i finish up. Then Herod, when uh, he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, it was exceeding wroth, and, and sent forth and slew all the children in Bethlehem. All the children in Bethlehem he slew. He says, and in the coast of uh, thereof, for two years old and under, according to that which uh, the time which was... De- diligently inquired of the wise men. 17 as we finished, He says and when was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet saying in Ramah was there no voice heard lamentations and weeping in great mourning? Rachel weeping for her children would not be comforted because they are not. Give you a lot of lengthy reading that make it make sense to you in a minute but I want to uh, draw your attention to those verses. Uh, uh, verses 17 in this then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, "In Ramah, was there a voice heard, lamentations and weeping, and great mourning, and Rachel weeping for her children, which uh, I would not be comforted, because they are not." For let me say, we want to give it a title this morning. Name the lengthy Bible reading, there, but again, we wanted to make it all in there. I'm we'll about to rehash some of that stuff. The Bible says, "For from death unto life." We will give it a title this morning: "From Death." unto life. Amen. You think about that, death in itself, death in itself. Again, we all think about, it. we don't like to think about it sometimes. We all will have to face it one day. We've all experienced it with family. We've experienced it with loved ones. And one day we'll have to experience it ourselves. How many know this? We'll have to experience it ourselves. And really, again, uh, from the scripture reading that we, we started this Bible reading uh, Thursday night. We preached a message about back to Bethel. We focused on that part of Bethel. When, when Jacob here, back in our first Bible reading in Genesis, uh, the man Jacob, who was later named changed to Israel, the Bible told him to go back to Bethel. He would, he would be, no doubt, the patriarch. Uh, again, uh, one of the patriarchs, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, whose name was now Israel, will be changed to Israel. And so this was an ca- encounter here in Genesis we open up where he told him to go back to Bethel, a place where they prayed, a place where they learned to sacrifice, a place where they did sacrifice. The Bible says he sacrificed there and he prayed to God because he was running from his brother Esau. Y'all know the story of Jacob and Esau when the brother, he stole his birthright. And for all his life, he ran, he ran and hid. He had to look over his shoulder constantly. Why? Because he was worried about his brother coming to kill him. So naturally, he was afraid to die. (laughs) And so naturally, we look at this and how the, uh, again, from this time, he says, God said, go back to Bethlehem, go back to that place uh, where you prayed, and go back to that place because over time, perhaps he began to drift away, begin to drift away, and the Bible even says this, we read in the first uh, reading there in Genesis, they begin to pick up strange gods, they begin to do strange things, and the time away from God, when we spend time away from God, we start doing strange things, let me say that. Our minds are not spiritual, our hearts are not spiritual, our our thinking and our our, our viewpoints and our our hearts will begin to drift away if we're not careful. That's why we need to stay in prayer. Let me say that. Every day, every day of your life, every moment of uh, again, keep your mind on Christ Jesus. Keep your heart pure before the Lord. Seek His face. Be in the house of the Lord. Church is important, brothers and Today, worship is important. Amen. How many know this today? Getting in touch with God in the morning, before you even even your feet hit the bed, get your mind on Christ. Amen. Get your heart on the Lord throughout today, noonday. That's why David, Daniel prayed what three times a day. And probably more than that, but the Bible recorded morning, noon, and day, he sought the Lord. Amen. Why? Because he knew the importance of being in God's presence. And so God had told Jacob, he said, go to Bethel, go back to Bethel and pray, go back and pray and seek my face and, and repent naturally and all these different things he had to do and realize because again, um, it was important for him to go forward. You know, again, his name would later on be changed to Jacob, uh, excuse me, Israel from Jacob. And and from that point, that same passage of scripture. And, and we see that it was important, again, for him, for God to be the God of Israel. He had to have a relationship with Israel. Amen. In order to be the God of Israel... He must have a, a relationship with Israel and for us to be have a relationship with our God, amen, we must naturally, naturally uh, have a relationship with him through prayer, through Bible reading, through uh, uh, serving the Lord and doing the things in which he would have us to do and so he says get back to Bethel. Bethel, Beth we shared that with you as well Thursday night again uh, you may remember the word Beth, if you ever see the word Beth, B-E-T-H Beth means uh, um, house, house Beth, whenever you see Beth meaning house, E-L means God. And so he was saying, arise, go up to Bethel. Go up to the house of God the house of God. Even David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord because good things happen in the house of God. Let me say that this morning. Good things happen in the house of God and so naturally you come in down. We pray to God that you'll leave up uplifted this morning. Amen. You'll leave out uplifted. You come in heavy laden this morning. Perhaps you'll leave out uplifted and your burdens will be cast down as we sang this song earlier. What a friend we have in Jesus and you know what? When we come in, we can lay out, cast down our burden, cast down your cares and begin to to give your, your intention and your hearts over the Christ and begin to say, you know what, I'm laying it all down at the feet of Jesus. And the key is don't pick it back up when you leave. Amen. Don't carry that thing back up. You get up from the altar, pray then I'm gonna put it back on. Walk well, right back out the door. No! Leave it at the feet of Jesus. And so he said, let me get back to the house of God. And there he says, where thou fled is from the East, Esau, thy brother. And you know what? again, uh, he, he, there was family issues and various things. But you know, God can fix family issues. How many know that? God can fix family issues. For God can fix the the family issues, uh, whether it's your marriage, whether it's a relationship with brother or sister. and sister. There was a relationship between these two brothers, and they had a problem. But God can fix it. Amen. God can fix it. And after He did this, when when He finally met back up with his brother, his brother didn't even have no issue. Amen. That's the beautiful thing about God. Amen. God would touch his brother's heart to where not a uh, 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 Jacob. He was afraid the next time he saw his brother. But uh, Amen. God said, Hey, no. Uh, his brother say, "Hey, don't worry about all that. I'm good. Amen. And you know what? That's what God. God can fix the brokenness. When we get to the house of God, Amen. When we get to the house of God, we get in the presence of God. God can fix it. And so that relationship is dead. And so naturally, he was telling Jacob. He said, "Jacob, your relationship is dying. Your relationship is dead. Get back to the house. Get back in tune with me." And brother, that should be always be our prayer. Be careful that we do not allow the, the our relationship and our, our touch with God depart. Amen. Don't let the glory depart. Don't let the power of God depart from your mind and your heart. Keep your mind stayed upon the Lord this morning. Amen. Why? Because again, as we live in a day where the enemy is really working overtime to keep men and women away from God, to keep hearts and souls as far distance, keep their minds as far away from God as possible. And he told Jacob, get back to Bethel. But as this happened, as this happened, the Bible says his wife was pregnant. Let's go down to that second part. His wife was pregnant. His wife, Rachel, the Bible talks about how he loved Rachel. The Bible, what was it, chapter 24, somewhere in there. He really, he worked, you go back and read about his, his father-in-law, Laban, had two daughters, well, a couple of daughters, but he, the two that were, the focus was on was uh, Rachel and and and. Liam, amen and the bible says how that his dad Laban made him do all this hard work but he was willing to work and work and work for this lady he was willing to do whatever it took to get that girl amen bible says he worked for him for seven years he said I worked for you for seven years then can I marry her he said alright seven years passed by he tacked on another seven years fourteen years just to get that one girl he had another daughter. He said, uh, he said, You can have my first daughter. He said, No, no, I want her. And he ended up having to get both of them back in those days. Amen. But else, the Old Testament, all right? You don't need two or three wives. Amen. Right? Right? Just one wife, one husband. Amen. But anyway, the Bible goes on and says that how that she, she was pregnant after this occurrence took place. And the Bible says that she died giving birth. She died giving birth. What a tragedy that is. The joy of birth, childbirth but the mother died. The mother died and it really, we could probably perhaps have been very devastating. Naturally, he hurt for his wife but he could have been totally overwhelmed by this if he perhaps didn't have that Bethel experience and it's important to get grounded in God because things do come our way. Somebody say amen this morning things will come our way and the grounding of God and having a foundation in God again when we lose a loved one if we lose things or things happen in our lives things begin to devastate our soul the fact that he had gone through this Bethel experience allowed him to perhaps receive that blow amen and so that death no doubt stung any death stings of a loved one he loved her The Bible says that how because of this, amen, and this this happened, the point I want to bring up is, and this this is why I came about this, it stuck out to me, again, because of the fact of the place that it took place. Uh, Go with me to, um, back to Genesis, please. Back to Genesis, it took place in Bethlehem. I believe it was verse 19. Bethlehem. It took place in Bethlehem. Bethlehem, another key city. How many Bible scholars we got in pre-season this morning? What happened in Bethlehem? Somebody tell me. I read to you earlier. Y'all, y'all can deal with that in your own head. But Beth, back to Beth. Bethlehem means house of God. Bethlehem means, oh, excuse me, house of bread. House of bread. Bethlehem meaning house of bread. And you know what? God is the bread. Jesus Christ told. Him, he says, "What well, I am the bread." Of life, and so in the house of bread she died. This city, the house of bread, where she died, but the bread of life would come out of that's what I may bring to you in a minute. The bread of life, uh, the God of heaven was able to sustain Jacob slash Israel through this moment. And no church in in life, things will happen, but you know what? Our God is a sustaining God. This morning. That's why we must feast on the word of God. The Bible says it's, it's bread and nourishment to the soul. It's a living word. It's, it's food for the soul and the heart and the mind of men and women. And that's why Jesus said, I am that bread. A taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste of him. Eat of him. Eat of the bread of his word this morning. It will sustain you through the times of trouble. Death through famines of your life. Through the drought season of your life. The word of God will sustain you amen, and keep you every day of your life. We talk about this morning from death until life. And so that city was marked as a place where Rachel had died. But fast forward to the New Testament actually before we fast forward to New Testament let's go to the book of Jeremiah real quickly Jeremiah 311 the prophet Jeremiah the weeping prophet some call him amen why because he cried over his people he wept for his people he yearned and, 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 and really was broken because of their plight and their condition they were enslaved in Babylon they were enslaved in Assyria various times his people were captive and so naturally he cried because he remembered what Abraham Abraham had been promised. Abraham had been told that they were going to have a land that flowed with milk and honey. Abraham had been told they would become a mighty nation. But how can we become a mighty nation if we enslaved and enshackled and bound up? And the reason why they were enslaved and bound up is because they failed to trust God. They disobeyed God. They pushed God away. They didn't want God. They went after strange gods. And so they cut off the lifeline. They cut off the heavenly father. They cut off their relationship with God. And and so God gave them up and so but thank God there was a few many women that would pray. Thank God there are so many women that would call on God. Even in a dead world that's unspiritual. Even in a world that's, that's broken and hardened to the gospel. Thank God for a few many women here this morning that will call on God. How many gonna call on God with us and weeping well for the city. Weeping well for the nation. Weeping well for the brokenness and many women that have caught up walking dead men. How many gonna pray for the walking dead men? Who Walking dead men, men that are not saved, women that are not saved, people that are lost, bound. Brothers and sisters, they, let's get a, catch a heart for the broken today. There are lost many women that don't know Jesus. And the prophet will yearn and he will cry. He will cry over the people and cry out to the people to return to the Lord. Return to the Lord. And in Jeremiah 31, listen what it says in verse 11. He said, From the Lord hath redeemed Jacob. This was a prophecy saying, God will redeem Jacob. Jacob being Israel all right God will redeem Israel he says in the ransom for him from the hand of him that was stronger than he God will deliver Israel from the clutches of the enemy and I want you to know today that God today is able to deliver this morning let I me mean, say that today God is able to break the clutches of the enemy again the Bible says in verse 12 therefore they shall come and sing in the height of Zion and shall flow together in the goodness of the Lord for wheat and for wine and for all and for the young of the flock and of the herd and and their soul shall be water as the garden. He says, and they shall not sorrow anymore at all. And so we look at this today. God was giving him a promise. He said, Jacob, it will, life will come back again. And not only to Jacob, but to the belief to the Gentile as well, life would come again out of the dead situation of sin. Sin brought forth death into the world. Sin brought forth shame into the world. That separation from my heavenly father. But the prophet said, God, we will sing again. The people will rejoice again. The people will call on God again. He was letting them know this morning that a mighty God that we serve today, He was able to come. And let's finish up. The Bible goes on and says in verse 14, He said, I will saturate the soul of the priest with fatness, and my people will be satisfied with the goodness, saith the Lord. And so Jeremiah prophesied. He said, It's coming. It's a blessing coming. He said, My people will rejoice. God's word will come to pass. I mean, no. Oh, This morning, God's word will come to pass. God's word shall come to pass. The devil can't stop God's word, the word of God is true. And he told, He says, Hey, Jacob, you will rejoice again. And the Bible says in verse 15, Thus saith the Lord. A voice heard in Ramah lamentation and bitter weeping Rachel weeping for her children refused to be comforted for her children because they were not and so back to that problem we talked about in, the, uh, in Bethlehem Rachel had died and he was talking about the spirit of Rachel crying for her people the spirit of Rachel crying out for the children just like Jeremiah was crying out again that thing had died there in Bethlehem it had died the promise had died it's seem like naturally Israel would have died as well but thank God again for the house of bread that city called Bethlehem the Bible goes on and says thus saith the Lord refrain the voice from weeping thine eyes from tears he said it's time to stop crying it's time to stop weeping he says for thy work shall be rewarded saith the Lord they shall come again from the land of the enemy there is hope in thine in the end he says, said saith the Lord the that thy children shall come again to her own border. And so he began to prophesy and let them know uh, that the better days were coming. Uh, How many know that this morning uh, there's better days coming with God uh, better days as you serve God and it was so important to be in God. It was so important for them to turn their hearts back to God. uh, Back to Bethel is what he told them to do. Get back to Bethel. Get back to God. um, Get back to the house of God uh, where the blessing flow and this prophecy will be fulfilled when Israel's heart turn and when the Gentiles' hearts would be turned. This was a prophecy about something else that would transpire in in Bethlehem. The Bible says that Rachel died in Bethlehem but something else would take place. Let's look at what it says here. In, in the Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, the Bible says, as we move on into our final text, the Bible says that when he came into the house, they came in and, and they began to worship God, worshiping the king, worshiping him. Why? Because he had now uh, come onto the earth. The Bible says, and the angels departed, he says, and told uh, Joseph, let me get to this part before I skip it. The Bible says he spoke to Joseph in a dream. Because in this time, when Jesus had come, all the heavens were rejoicing the star was hanging over Bethlehem it was hanging over Bethlehem I, because now again this promise will be fulfilled the bible says and all the people rejoiced and all the people they brought gifts to the lord the bible says in number twelve being warned of god in a dream that they should uh, re- not return to herod they departed from their own country and went another way these were wise men the wise men he was talking about hearing this prophecy we're going to come back to it again in a few more weeks but I was beginning to think about this how these wise men they had realized they saw and followed Jesus they went to Christ you know wise men served Christ this morning wise men look to Jesus you want to be wise today amen serve the Lord the Bible says man is right in his own eyes Every man is right in his own eyes. Every woman is right in her own eyes, if you please. And so naturally, we have our own thinking, our own intellect. But real wise men and women are those that look to Christ. These wise men looked to Jesus, and they went to there to the, to the manger, and they saw Him, and they worshipped Him, and they adored Him, and they they did not listen to Herod. Herod had a, another agenda. Herod had an agenda. The Bible says, look at this. The Bible says in 13, and when they departed from the angel of the Lord, the Bible says they didn't go back to that place. And, and so the angel, same angel spoke to Joseph as well in a dream. Said, arise, take your child and his mother to, and flee into Egypt. And there uh, I will bring unto the word. So Joseph, again, another part about this, we must be in tune with God. We must be in tune with God as well in tune with God to go from death to life we must be in tune with God in tune with God for all this to take place and transpire the way God needed it to Joseph had to listen Mary had to listen the wise men had to listen the Bible says in verse 14 13 again he says be thou uh, bring thee word for Herod will, will seek the young child to destroy him Herod wanted to destroy the Christ he was a threat to Herod's kingdom, this little baby. You know, the devil knows when men and women come to Jesus, we become a threat to his kingdom. When you come to Jesus, when you know Christ, you become a threat to the kingdom of darkness. You've been in this service this morning, you're a threat to the kingdom of darkness. You're a threat because he says, Uh oh, he came to church. She came to church. We got to do something. Dramatic. Why? Because if not, they're going to start praying. If not, they're going to start seeking my faith, God's face. If not, they're going to start reading their Bible again. The devil will always try to do something to keep us from God. I mean, know that. He would do whatever he can to keep us away from Bethel or the house of God, what we open up with. He would keep us away from the house of bread, which is Bethlehem. He would do whatever he can to keep us from getting fed that which we need today. He would do whatever he can from keeping us from Bethsaida. Another word we cover Thursday night about Bethsaida, meaning a house of mercy, a house of grace. He would do whatever he can to keep us from there. Perhaps even Jacob probably said in his mind, he said, I'm never going back to Bethlehem because that's where my wife died. Right? he probably sent his heart maybe even his own thing but you know what they went back to Bethlehem because why that's where the blessing came from the blessing he says here let's move on a little further the, ba- the Herod wanted to kill all the babies and much like it's today we have Herods in our world today that are killing babies even that they, now this is bad enough they killed them before they, after they were born we live in a world where they're killing them before they're born come on We live in a sick world. The devil's trying to destroy young kings and queens. Herod wanted to kill the king. He wanted to kill the king that would come naturally as the Bible prophesied about the king of kings was coming. And you know what? The same thing, the devil wants to destroy our youth today and our men and women, destroy them before they even get out of the womb because perhaps that could be the next uh, a life changer, the next uh, a great man and women of God. The devil wants to destroy. It's nothing new, brothers and sisters today. But as we see, again, an enemy plays for keeping. The Bible says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus told us why. He said, but I come to give you life from death. I'm coming to give you life and out of this we see the life savior, the savior of this world, the life giver was come. Let's move move a little further. The Bible says in verse 15, he says, and they were there in Egypt until the death of Herod. So Joseph and Mary stayed in Egypt until the death of Herod. Let's move 16. The Bible says, and then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked, the Bible said he was seen in wrath, and he killed all, uh, he went and slew all the children in Bethlehem. In that same city in that same city of death all these babies cried and died and the coast thereof he says for two years and under he killed them all he said according to the time in which he diligently inquired of the wise men so it was a two-year span when he didn't get word the Bible says and then uh was fulfilled that was spoken by Jeremiah as we read earlier the prophet saying in Ramah verse 18 in Ramah there's a voice heard, lamentation. All the children, the mothers are crying. Fathers are wailing in, in here in Bethlehem. Uh, weeping with great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children, her offspring, her great, great, greats. She's weeping for them. She said it would not be comforted because they were not. They were not comforted. But thank God for Jesus coming out of that same city would raise up the Savior of the world. I'm grateful for that this morning. Out of this dead situation we talking about this morning, from death to life. And so out of this city that brought forth death for Israel would also come life. How many say that this morning? Would also come life. And you know what? In your life today, you may be in a dead situation. You may be dead. You may be lost today. But I'm telling you today, my Jesus today can save this morning. My Jesus today can redeem. My Jesus today can fulfill and no doubt satisfy the soul. You may be facing a dead situation, whatever the case may be back against the wall again in facing hard times i'm telling you my jesus can absolutely raise up from a dead situation we see earlier how he raised up even in the old testament he raised the dead uh, here in the new testament he raised up the dead little girl and dead little boy for he stops funerals church of the day and naturally the enemy may have tried to write your funeral not so much the fleshly death but things that are going on in your life and say you'll never make it it'll never come to pass but i want you to know today there's a god in heaven that's able to bring it to pass today He may say, There's no hope in your life. There's no hope again here today for you to find joy. He was letting the children of Israel know there is joy. Joy has come into the world. Joy has come through the Savior, Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter 8, verse 10, the Bible says, And so uh, this Christ Jesus who came, as we finish up, the Bible says, Jesus Christ, He said, Let Him live in you. The Christ, the life giver, let Him live in you. He said, The body is dead because of sin. And so naturally we were dead because of sin we were lost because of sin we were bound because of sin we lost out through Adam because of sin this morning but the Bible says but the spirit is light because of righteousness and so the capital S there the capital spirit the Holy Ghost and the spirit of Christ and our Heavenly Father no doubt and through his precious blood of Jesus today we can be saved it's because of his blood we can have life how many know that this morning it's because of his blood we do have life it's because he lives we can face tomorrow it's because he lives we have joy we have peace and because he lives we can go and conquer in the world why because there's a Christ in heaven today that gives us life before we didn't have any hope to live amen and we pray for those that feel that way now perhaps you may feel that way today preach I don't even have a reason to live any longer and sadly say many are committing suicide this time last year my, my younger cousin he took his life and I, he lives in another state I wish I really didn't have a strong relationship. I had more of a relationship with his mom. But men and women just like that, they feel like they have no reason to live. No hope. Preacher, I've tried this, I've tried that, i tried that. It just doesn't work. But you know what? Try God today. Don't just try him and get to him. Don't just try him out for one week. <laughs> a couple of minutes, I came to church, ah, it didn't nothing happen. No, 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 you got to keep on it. Amen. It takes a little bit more to make life. Amen. You can't just dabble in that thing, but again, it's God. You got to germinate that thing. You got to take that seed of faith and begin to water that thing. Put it in the ground. It takes some some light to shine on that thing. It takes some breakthrough to come to pass. Amen. In order to see life come to pass, amen, you have to absolutely germinate, let it germinate, let it grow in you, grow in Christ. And let's finish up with that verse. The Bible says, because of his rights, number 11, he says, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. And so as we see that same Jesus came to the earth he came for the purpose of giving his life to pay the penalty for our sins today and he died he died for our sins for the whole world amen for all of Israel and for all the Gentile nations for the whole world the Bible tells us for whosoever will believe in him and the Bible says today that same Jesus died and went to the grave went to hell for us read about that in the book of Acts as well Three days he was there, but he got up because death cannot hold him. Death cannot keep him in the grave. Death cannot stop him. In church this morning, the Bible says, he says, we that were dead are raised up with Christ from the dead to dwell in you. The same spirit that, uh, that raised up Jesus from the dead let it dwell in you. This power of Jesus that changed the world that shook up King Herod. They caused the stars to begin to shine differently. That caused all men and women—the calendars to change—because of him. No doubt, races and regions are changed because of him. Lives are transformed because of him. Men and women are healed and delivered because of him. Drug addiction is broken because of him. Marriages are healed because of him. Souls that are are bound for death and bound for jail and bound for all manners of evil now have been changed through the power of the salvation that comes through Jesus Christ. We was walking dead men, brothers and sisters. I mean, know that we were walking dead men. But thank God for Jesus. And the Bible says, he says, they raised up Jesus from the dead, will also raise you up or quicken you. He will quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwelleth in you from death unto life. Jesus the Christ. That same spirit, today when you feel as if you're dead and gone is over. No, pray in the Holy Ghost. Let me say that. Pray in the power and the Spirit of God. Get the Spirit of God. Stir up the Spirit of God. Stir up the Spirit of Christ. Say, Greater is He that is in me then he that is in the world this Jesus would come the Messiah, the Savior, the Redeemer the Prince of Peace, Lord of Lords and King of Kings would come into the world to bring life to a dead situation for 400 some years between the Old Testament and the New Testament you heard me share it many times it was dead it was dead priests couldn't even really uh, get in contact with God God wasn't doing much of anything Because why? They said, no, we don't want God. But in the moment of time, the Bible says in the fullness of time, in the fullness of time, when the time has come, when Jesus was coming to the earth to breathe life back into the situation. I'm telling you today, you're looking for life. You need something to happen in your situation. Get to Jesus. Get to God. God is able. Let me say this today. God is able in every circumstance. Well, it was again sickness, disease. They were broke many times and God met, met their needs. They didn't have much of anything, but God met it. The bill collectors were showing up at the door and God met their needs. I'm telling story after story of story how God can take a dead situation. The, the lady, no doubt her son uh, had died. They were ready to put him in the grave. Jesus stopped the funeral and brought life to it. The man and Lazarus, we closed, Lazarus, as well we talked about a few weeks ago dead and gone four days he was dead no longer than Jesus was she said uh, Martha said, hey by now he's stinging Lord if you had been here before while he was still alive he may have been good but he's a God that's able to conquer death I mean, know that he's a God that conquers death for four days she said if you would have been here four days ago hey yeah we may have, we may have had a chance but she's talking to God himself in the flesh. She forgot who she was talking to. Brothers say, sometimes we forget how powerful our God is. Don't forget how powerful God is. This morning, whatever you're going through, remember and know that we serve a powerful God. After four days, naturally the body shut down, blood probably dried up, organs all starting to dry up as well. Naturally the skin color guys, everything dead. That, and the sickness as well, they killed him. All the strikes were, all the odds were against him. They put the stone on the door. They wrapped him up, put grave clothes on him. It was over. They probably started putting his clothes in the Goodwill. Everything else, amen. Putting this down to the shop. They started dishing out his clothes. Right about to rent his room out. Everything. <laughs> Lord, he's dead. He's not dead. He's just sleeping. Take me to where you laid him. Take me to that dead spot. Take me to the place of death. Amen. Take me to that place where you laid him. He said, and now roll the stone away. Get that stone out of your mind as well. He made them do it. He didn't do it. He said, you take the stone away. This morning, take the stone away so God can give you life. Stop being hard towards God. (laughs) Stop being stony heart this morning, whoever you may be, and say, God, I'm opening up to you right now. So life can come in. His words are life, brothers and sisters. Have me say that this morning. I know I'm going a little long. I get you, go folks, home this morning. But his words are life. His words are life. And he said, Lazarus, come forth. And amen, we begin to say, and the Bible says, Lazarus came out with his grave clothes on. And he said, loose him and let him go. Loose him and let him go. Death may try to wrap around you, but I'm not gonna let these grave clothes get me down. He's trying to kill you spiritually. He's trying to kill your relationship with God. He's trying to do all these different things to put doubt and fear in your mind. Kill your dream, kill your hope, kill your faith in God. Say, no, I'm taking these clothes, because I'm coming forth, and I'm coming to Christ. Amen. The life giver. in Jesus the Christ is a life giver. He had life again. And as we said, Jesus rose from the dead. She began to sing as we bow our heads in reference to God. Jesus rose as well. And that was just the beginning for Jesus coming and getting up out of the grave himself. The same stone rolled away. Church of the day, we serve a risen Savior this morning. And whatever's dead in your life, give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus. Our church, we give it over to you. Amen. Your faith give it over to him. Any and everything that you're going through right now give it to Jesus. As the altar prayers open if you have a need, come on, come on. Let God breathe life into it. Speak life into it. Death and life is in the power of the tongue this morning. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. And this morning we speak life unto you. Life into your heart. Life in Jesus' today. You speak it. I speak life. I speak Jesus. Call his name Jesus this morning. The life giver. The life giver. Speak life It's not death. Say it's going to turn around for me. I'm going to get back to God. I'm going to get to the bread of life. Even in a dead spot there's life. As we seek the Lord this morning altar prayers open. We stand to our feet and praise him this morning. Seek the Lord's face this morning reach out to the God of heaven let him bring forth life in the years. Reach out and say God touch me I need a touch from you just because he bring back verse one, verse 1
1: if you have a need this morning come give your
0: life over to Christ the crucified one, the one that gave his life Give it to Jesus, the Savior of the world. name more than the devil, amen sometimes we give too much glory to the devil the devil's doing this, the devil's doing that call Jesus this morning speak the life giver Jesus is his name Is thy victory. Amen. The sting of death is sin. But no doubt we give thanks unto, Peter, unto Jesus Christ who giveth us the victory today. Amen. And again, it has to give way to the believer. Amen. Because we go on to something greater in, in, in glory up in heaven. So thank God for Jesus making a way. Even in death, there's a blessing that comes out of that. Amen. Even in blood ble- death, a blessing flows. Out of that great city of Bethlehem. Amen. From the death of Rachel to the death of those newborn babies to the birth of our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. From death unto life, whatever you go through, look to Jesus. He he, he removes the lamentation. He removes the heavinesses, as as the prophet said. He will take away the shackles. Look to Jesus. He's able to set the captive free. Amen. God bless you. I pray. We look forward to seeing you this evening at 6 p.m. We'll be back online back online. Well, yes, we're online out there, Facebook and, and uh, YouTube and uh, the podcast and everything. Be sure to subscribe and all that good stuff again onto the channel. Amen. And Be blessed. We'll be online only this evening at 6 p.m. and then uh, Tuesday night Bible study as well. Uh, 730 online as well. We'll be back Thursday night. We have Thursday night services here in person. Come on out and be with us. Come celebrate. Come worship. Come get blessed and reminder again on the 25th of December we have a special service that day Christmas morning. Amen. Let's have a good time in the Lord. Celebrate, Amen, what well, we've been leaning into here about the birth of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless our prayer. Sir, if you're dismissing that prayer, please.